When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this, this is, 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 is. Disciples. Welcome to podcast episode number 810. We are the Fight Disciples. This is your MMA review from the weekend just gone. Oof, action packed, let me tell you. Before we get stuck into it, you can subscribe to us via our website, fightdisciples.com. Loads of different audio feeds available for you there. And we're also on YouTube, so if you prefer to watch your show, you can do because we're here every single program to an extent. We do some YouTube exclusive stuff as well, actually. Um, so if you uh, want to subscribe to us there, you will get some extra Fight Disciples content. Fight Disciples on YouTube, hit the button, subscribe. You can also comment as well to get stuck into plenty of different bits of conversation. Did you just giggle there? Eh? No. No? Oh, no? I don't giggle. I don't giggle, John. You're in trouble. I'll just let you I, have your moments. Yeah, I know. I know that you've people actually make comments on the just you sat there like this. <laughs> we're not making fun at yeah, we're having fun with you, Adam. Is that what it is? Right. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> and I thought we were all in this together, eh? Yeah, nah. exactly. Exactly. Um, what a weekend. Um, some um, big moments in Bellator. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but mm -hmm. also, uh, the UFC uh, were rocking and rolling at the apex of the weekend. Um, and those apex cards do obviously have a, a massively different feel to them. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to being back in front of the crowd, Austin, Texas, and UFC 296, which we're going to be in attendance for very, very shortly it, uh, in, in Las Vegas. Um but these these Apex cards often deliver some great fights, but they just don't have that pop and that electricity. And we kind of alluded to that, didn't we, when we were previewing the show last week uh, and when we were talking about Paul Craig and his intensity. Kind of, he can, it looks a little bit out of place, doesn't it? His intensity yeah. looks a little bit yeah, out of place. When you don't have 15,000 people going absolutely crazy in that moment. When it is an empty room, when there's only a couple of hundred people in there, it just doesn't have the same same thing, same vibe, uh, of which was kind of evident in the performance uh, of Paul against Brendan Allen at the weekend. Yeah, it was, uh, there was. there was a few moments on the card, if you haven't watched the Apex card yet from the weekend, because obviously the boxing was outstanding, so maybe you haven't had time to catch up yet. There is a few moments which we'll come on to, definitely worth looking back and looking back on, one of which was Christian Leroy Duncan. Um, but unfortunately, the main event in terms of a British MMA perspective certainly isn't worth looking back on. Just a real... Um, it's a really fr frustrating flat performance by Paul Craig. Yeah, if you if you remember the use the mere fight, very similar. You know, obviously Paul is a specialist and he's a specialist off his back. But every now and again, you get someone like an use the mere who refuses to engage, but is quite happy to, you know, land ground and pound from top position and is capable enough not to be taken down and pulled into guard. And then you get someone like a Brendan Allen who's as comfortable on the ground as as Paul Craig is and is like, mate, you want me to be in. 
being your guard for fucking two or three rounds? Sound, man, because that's where I want to be anyway. And it kind of played into his hands. I would love to have seen Paul a little bit more ambitious with his striking, a little bit more, you know, just wanting to change the pattern of the fight because it, it just followed the same way for the three rounds until it got stopped at the start of round number three. With Paul happy to be on his back, Brendan happy to be I in think... his guard or sign control and dominating the fight. And Paul had to break that. He had to do something different. Mm. Do you not think he wanted to in three? I, I I genuinely think he came out with a different intention in three, but then they both threw shots at the same time, didn't they? And he, I personally thought that Paul was yeah, visibly shook. He was he was frozen a touch. What it was like, fuck, he's cracked me big there, man. I've yeah. right, got revert back to normal. I genuinely think he did come out in the third round thinking, right, this is not going uh, as planned. Okay, fair enough. We're gonna have to try and keep this standing up and try and do something different. And they did exchange. Yeah, but he just got frozen. And, he got and, caught. And then it ended up back in the exact same position. He, he was never really in it, if we're honest, was he? You know, and it's so disappointing because of the performance that he put in against Muniz. We were like, "Woo, middleweight Paul Craig, this is exciting!" And especially against someone like Muniz, thought he was absolutely fantastic. I've, I've always said that Paul Craig is, is the type of guy and fighter that he is does need that electricity from the crowd. That wasn't there, but it's not an excuse. It was the exact same for 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 Brendan Allen, Brendan. who was. Brilliant. Just better. He was just better all round. He, you know, the 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 striking exchanges, like I said, he clocked Paul at the start of that third round and temporarily froze him and made Paul think, oh shit, revert to type. And when they were in the revert to type moments, he was the dominant force when it came to the grappling exchanges. I thought there were some fantastic scrambles in that first round, man. You know, both of them going for submissions. Paul not panicking when the choke was in. Then he's got the calf crusher, calf slicer, whatever you want to call it. He's got that. Then Brendan Allen knows exactly how to defend that by yeah. by reverting back to Paul and going yeah. for a, some type of leg and knee lock and all this type of thing. I'm thinking, fucking hell, this is high level, man. High yeah. level. But at that moment, you kind of thought, right, never seen anybody live with Paul Craig like that. Never seen anybody do that in those grappling exchanges. Um, Brendan Allen's the real deal. He proved that at the weekend. He's proven it on countless occasions. That's now his fourth consecutive rear naked choke finish against top-level dudes, against a top-level guy like Paul Craig. Mm-hmm. Mate, we're talking, he's on the verge of title eliminator stuff, mate. He's a serious problem in this division. Yeah, and, he, and he's quite happy to do him. Brendan Allen's quite happy to do Brendan Allen, you know, and that's that's a good place to be. Because as he's shown at the weekend, he's got good hands. He's, he's he is heavy-handed. When he lands, he lands true. And then when he gets you to the ground, he's just so comfortable down there. And as you say, but Paul Craig had that flash moment. I forgot about the calf slicer. That was a that was a real big moment. And when he went back to the corner, mate, the that stops. Mate, that stops a lot of dudes, mate, because they, they don't know how to counter it. And, and when they, when he went back to his corner, the corner were like, mate, that was close. We nearly had it. We nearly had it. But someone is capable of Brendan Allen. So same as. Paul, there was there was a series of times when Paul looked like he was about to give us back up, or Brendan was about to get a rear naked choke, or you know some kind of arm head and arm choking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, Paul Craig didn't panic in those moments because he's like, mate, this is my bread and butter, this is my life. There we go, but there we go. I'm on the phone, I blocked that now. But and it was, well, he was, he was if you remember, he was blocking it with his leg, wasn't he? Because he was taking the base away. He was. Well, yeah, blocking. that was something that was really picked up on by the commentary team yeah. by lifting Brendan Allen's left leg. Yeah. While he was while he was basing down, he couldn't put his full weight on. He couldn't get those lock in. Really good advice, really good commentary. That's what you want. Commentary to inform you and go check that out. 
You yeah. may not be able to see it, but Paul Craig isolating one leg and lifting it off the ground means that Brendan Allen can't get the torque in to finish any of these submission attempts. Fantastic. But with all due respect, other than the calf slicer, yeah. there was two rounds and 30 seconds of Paul Craig defending. And at this stage, at this level, top 10 opportunity at middleweight, which he's come down from light heavyweight, where he's had wins, he's beaten numerous top fighters in the light heavyweight division. But he, that final hurdle he keeps stumbling with and losing. So he's reinvented himself. He's come down to middleweight. He's made a big splash at middleweight. They put him in with a top 10 guy, a guy that's very similar stylistically. And Paul, it just hasn't happened for him again. He's fallen at that final hurdle again. So it'd be really tough for Paul. Uh, you know, we know him. We know him personally. He's an absolute diamond of a guy. Mm -hmm. And this was a guy that in his second UFC fight, I did an interview with him and he was like, I've got imposter syndrome, man. I probably shouldn't be here, but, you know, I'll see how far it takes me. But, you know, uh, uh, someone's going to knock on my dressing room door any minute and go, what the fuck are you doing at the UFC? You don't belong here. That was seven years ago. Yeah. And he's established in two weight divisions. He's been ranked in two weight divisions. He's absolutely here. Can he now get over the next mental hurdle of, I'm a... I'm, I'm, I'm worthy of a title contender. He's beaten Jamal Hill. He's beaten Ankalaev. He's beaten champion. You know, he's beaten top guys. Can he get over that final hurdle? Can he get over that final win to go, right, I am strong with me hands. I am, you know, can be capable. I'm not the one-trick pony. That that should always be in his locker. That, that, that incredible ground game off his back should always be in his locker. But it should never be his go-to. Mm. Because this is, this is high-level mixed martial arts. And, you know, Brendan is a very similar style fighter in terms of his strength is on the ground. But just like Uzumir proved, you know, these guys these days got excellent takedown defense. You've got to work for that submission. You've got to hurt them to get to that point. And Paul's putting so much work in, in other areas of, of his game to, to fully round himself. And he is fully rounded. I just, he just needs to have a little bit more confidence in it. Paul, Brendan Allen was too happy to go, you want to go on your back, kid? Mate, go on your back, let's go. And Paul's like, this is my world, this is my world. But that's his world. Like, you're playing his game. You think you've got your game, but are you mm. also playing his game now? And Brendan Allen was just switched on and aware of that. I go, mate, I know what you want to do, and I want you to do it. And I think flipping that on its head might have been the key to Paul having a bit more success. Listen, who am I to advise Paul Craig on no. his tactics and everything Listen. else? But I'm just a fan. He's a mate of mine, a mate of ours. And I come away from it going, disappointed with that performance. Yeah, listen, and as we say, right across the board, we're always straight talking. We've, we've had some of those moments along the way, haven't we? we? We had these moments with Darren Till. We've had loads of moments where yeah. lads that we have, uh, you know, have, have connections with, and girls, sometimes it doesn't go their way, and sometimes they are a bit flat. Sometimes they don't show up. And we've got to be honest, because our first obligation is always to the audience. You know, that's what, that's what we're here for. And we're not going to, you know, butter a fucking bad enough for you we're going to tell you the tell you the score on the flip side of paul having a disappointing night from his point of view brendan allen had a great night it's a great win as you just said paul craig ranked in two different weight divisions former light heavyweight fighter brendan allen took care of him in two and a half rounds and submitted him he's an elite jujitsu practitioner brendan allen submitted paul craig do not yeah. underestimate the magnitude of a victory like that for Brendan Allen, which then pauses the question, shit, where does he go? This division's mental. It's got a lot of star power in this division, and it's very difficult for 
what you would class as the non-stars, even though they're incredibly talented, people like Brendan Allen, it's in, it's difficult for them to then get that star fight, isn't it? Because they're dangerous as fuck. So we've yeah. got um, we've got a good fight coming up with Roman Delidze and uh, Imovov. That's coming up, I think, next week or week after. I can't remember when that's coming up. It's coming up very, very soon. But again, those, those are two guys that are talented, not the star power. So... And they're, they're obviously matched up, so you part them to one side. You look at the other guys. You've got Whitaker, Kananir, Vittori, Costa, Chimaev, Usman, if he wants to stay at 185. Mm-hmm. Brendan Allen is obviously oh, saying, I, I, I deserve a fucking title in a minute. He That's deserves he one deserves. of them. He deserves one of them, definitely. He deserves one of those guys. But who do you put him in with? Who does he get? Because he's dangerous as fuck, mate, isn't he? But he, he might not have the star pop, but after a win against one of those guys... He might get the star pop, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be so interesting to see who they put him in with um, and when they do it. Because that performance at the weekend is one of those that you go, if you're in the know and you know what Paul Craig offers, he submitted Paul Craig. What? Mm-hmm. Eh? All right, okay. That's big. That's really yeah. big. Massive. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, your boy, Jake Matthews. Yeah. Unfortunately, we talked about it on Thursday, didn't we, about Michael Morales and having a lot of momentum behind him, a lot of noise about behind him, and Jake now being the, instead of being the, the guy who look, the UFC are looking to build, you know, unfortunately, you become the guy that becomes a potential stepping stone, and it's up to you to step up, and we'll, just like Amanda Hebas did, and we'll come on to Amanda in a second, you know, she's put in a fight, where is she using being used as a stepping stone now for someone with a brighter future? And that's kind of like this co-main event. Michael Morales in the co-main event this early into his UFC tenure is a big thing. And he delivered. You know, he was he was excellent. You know, I, I thought it was it was 2-1. But still, he wins the fight. He wins it well. It's a massive scalp for him. Um, and it sends Jake back to Australia. It, unfortunately, I just don't think at this stage now it's, it's going to happen for Jake Matthews, which is really disappointing because I genuinely thought at one stage he was a title contender. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Chair Super and Jordan Leave It. I know that, yeah. it, that it doesn't last that long, um, but it's just mad. It's a mad. There's a couple of fights actually like this on this card that I actually thought were going one way, and then all yeah. of a sudden, wallop! It went just it just completely went the other way. Jordan Leave It starts this brilliantly, absolutely brilliantly. The scrambling exchanges, the things that these guys are doing, I thought. Um, there was a bit of nice ground and pounding there. He landed a lovely big shot on the on chair super, and I'm thinking to myself, "Listen, I love the Mr. T haircut as well, Jordan. Great stuff, son." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I thought to myself that this is going to be a big win here for Jordan Levy. If he keeps going like this, he's going to take chair super out, and yeah. then all of a sudden it flips just a full 180, and chair super has managed to get his back and chalk him out. I'm thinking, "Whoa, where did that come from?" Just a, it was yeah. just a mad little moment of exchanges where then Chase Hooper took the ascendancy and ended up getting the victory. Uh, again, a, probably a top case of zig when you're supposed to zag, mate. You're out in the UFC. But again, that, that's that's this is Chase's bread and butter. He was a jiu-jitsu guy, young junior on the California jiu-jitsu scene, subbing fucking all kinds of grown men and black belts and whatever else before he came into the UFC. That was always his background. So that's always his, his thing, you know, but he's... Growing confident with his hands, he's he's confident to striking, and he's always that, that he's got that. You know, if the fight doesn't isn't going his way, okay, well, let's do this then. Let's go here then. And when I get an opportunity there, 
I'll finish the fight. And that's exactly what he did. It was a great win for Jay Super. And it does exactly what I speculated it would do on Thursday. Give him the opportunity to get on the microphone and the opportunity to call out Paddy the Baddy. I knew it was coming. We all knew it was coming. Mm. And Chase calling out Paddy the Baddy is a great move from Chase. Will he get the fight? Not if Paddy beats Tony Fergus, and he absolutely won't. But, he, but if yeah. Paddy were to lose to Tony Fergus, yeah, yeah, yeah. then absolutely Chase Super Paddy, Paddy Pimblet will happen in 2024. I truly believe that. So good good call out by Chase. Great performance. And I, how can you not like the kid? You know no, what I mean? Great. He comes across as a nice kid. He said he's going to be a dad now as well. He was like, yeah, man, me and Paddy, the new dads, let's pull us together. He's Listen, he's an engaging character, isn't he? Nice nice kid, good win for him. Yeah. I'd say he's cool. Peyton Talbot, cool hair, cool celebrations, unique tattoos. I need a little bit more information on that uh, little tattoo thing that he's got going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and an elite finish as well, mate. Um, that's a lot more celebration. I'm all for that. I'm all for anybody just staying like uh, Sean O'Malley does it, doesn't he? Where in the moment where you're supposed to go wild and lose your head, wow! Just done a, a big, uh, a, a big finish uh, on the main card, just to take that time and just look cool as fuck and strut the thing out. You just go, yeah, all right, son, I can see you. I thought it was a really cool, calm, collected performance from Peyton Talbot. Yeah, his, his hair is fucking sensational. Yeah, I'm just jealous of the hair, mate. That's what it is. Just one hell of a fucking sexy mop of brow. That is, hmm. he, he's like a what's his name, the fucking the, the boy band singer turned actor. He's got that look going on. And he's what's his name? The he's in the British boy bands, he's on his own, he's touring on his own now. It'll come to me, but he's got that look about him. He's got the whole Iron Man tattoo thing in his chest, which, as you say, looks incredibly strange, but. That's how you do it. That's how you become a star. You know, you jump on these UFC cards, you get a big opportunity, and you pull off a big submission, and then you rock the microphone. It looked good. It did everything about him, he looked good. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm trying to think of the boy band that you're referring to now, man. What's his name? With big hair? Yeah, British kid. Big curly hair like that. Covered in, covered in crap tattoos. He's touring on his own now, though. He did a, he did a couple of movies. He was in that, like, World War One or World War Two movie and that. What's his bloody name? And he's a singer. A singer, yeah. Top of the charts, singer. Boy band, ex-boy band. How old are you? Top of the charts. Top he's of the it. charts. He's, he's smash it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. He um, was in a boy band. Yeah. No, he wasn't. He was. Let me have a look. And he's got bigger. And he's touring on his own. If you don't know his name, how are you going to be able to search him? I'm searching for sexiest man alive. I'm sure he'll be on this list somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm Talk sure. yourselves. Listen. Who's Patrick Dempsey? Don't even know who he is. Why have you t- have you have you just googled sexiest man alive? Yeah, because I'm sure he'll be on this list, even though he's only a young lad. There he is. What's his name? 
seen his picture. One sec, it's coming to me. Uh... Anytime. Anytime now. And Harry Styles. There we go. Harry Styles. Hey, he looks nothing like Peyton Talbot. He's got what? the big hair. <laughs> Mate, they've got a completely different skin colour, you fucking idiots. Wow. Someone make the meme. Put Harry Styles and Peyton Talbot next to each other. They look fuck all same, like, same. Fuck same, all same. like each other, mate. Same, same. They've both got hair. That's it. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. You had us on sensor rocks now. I'm thinking, I can't think of this guy. I can't think of him. <laughs> Jesus. What yeah. a guy yeah. you are. Hey? Peyton Talbot. There you go, son. You've just been compared to Harry Styles, mate. <laughs> you need to get your eyes tested, lad. You need to get that sorted. you got cataracts or something. What's going on? <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, Amanda Hebas. <laughs> uh, oh, Amanda Hebas, you little dude, superstar. Yeah, listen, let's be straight. First round, she got her ass kicked. Um, yeah. She switched it no up problem. in the second round, uh, completely different. She turned it into a kickboxing match second time uh, in the second round, which I thought was a wonderful piece of uh, uh, tactical switch. But then again, it was going in the wrong direction in the third. She found some type of momentum, some type of energy, something yeah. from somewhere. Um, of which flipped the fight on its head. I love it, mate. Anything that spins mm-hmm. and cut, it would have been wicked if that would have just been the in- straight just away the knockout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but then obviously going through the uh, the ground and pound to get the finish. I thought it was a wonderful uh, show of heart and determination uh, from Amanda Hebas and a little bit of ring savvy as well. First round, oh shit. Right, she's pretty good here. Mixed martial arts, though. There's plenty of other ways to win this fight. Let's go and do some mixed martial arts. Change it. And she did. And gained the momentum of which then gave her confidence to be able to flip that third again because it was all on the third. Win the third, you win the fight. Well, she didn't just win the third. She stopped her in the third. So a wonderful performance from Amanda Hebas. She was sensational. Uh, Absolutely sensational, I should say. She comes through the adversity. She comes through the tough moments. She has a good second round. She's balanced it on the judges' scorecards. Now we go into the third. The fight swings back the other way. And Amanda finds something a little bit special to get the finish. That spin and wheel kick and then a little cheeky bit of ground and pound as well. Mate, that was excellent. And you know what? It's nothing that she doesn't deserve. And that's not to say, you know, for any reason that, you know, Pin Hero didn't deserve her moment. And she's a grafter as well. I'm sure she works just as hard. But Amanda Hebas to arrive. Big fanfare. This is the girl. This is the star. This, this this young Brazilian with her broken English. She's so endearing. She's amazing. And then she loses a few. And then she's getting back on track. And now she's served up against the next Brazilian young star. That way, hey, let's get this is the girl now. Sorry, Miss uh, Hebas. This is the stepping stone scenario we talked about earlier with Jake Matthews. Mm-hmm. And Amanda's gone, nah, man, not today. This isn't me. This isn't my card. I'm, I've still got a lot to offer. What I thought was fascinating, I didn't know prior was on commentary. They talked about the fact that these two used to be roommates. They yeah. lived together. That's crazy. So when they were earlier in their career, trying to get things going, trying to obviously one day get to the UFC, Amanda Hebas and Luana Pinheiro were flat buddies. They lived together. They trained alongside each other to start this dream. That, that, that for me is absolutely mental. Absolutely mental. Cool, but good for them, man. At the end of the day, this is not... Show friends, this is show business. I'm sure they had a, a I'm sure they had a drink or something afterwards. Oh, yeah. 
absolutely. Like you say, it's business, isn't it? You've got to go do your thing. And Amanda Hebas was absolutely uh, top quality. Uh, what did you make? What did you make of the first fight on the main card? Otto Bay. Otto Bay, mate. He's a proper serious dude, in me. That's that's twelve wins, eleven finishes for him now. And okay, they've been largely in back in Kyrgyzstan. I think his last couple of fights all this year have taken place. He's obviously moved to the US. He's had wins, three wins, I think it is, in LFA, Legacy Fighting, uh, which is a decent standard domestically in the US. He's got his call-up to the big show, call-up to the UFC. He's made a great matchup with Medic, who's also only lost one in his career, I think one, 11 and 1 and 10 and 1 or whatever. And then he's got in there and he's absolutely crushed his skull. It was like a schoolyard headlock from the bully over some poor kid, just like, no technique required. I've got your head locked in my arm. I'm going to rip it off your neck. Here we go. Whee! I was just like, mate, you are like a throwback Genghis Khan type warrior. Absolutely brutal, brutal performance. One thing that was good about, I know that I'm, I, I always moan about it being behind closed doors, but one thing that was good about this is that the, the time zone that it crunch. was on. No. <laughs> The time zone that it was on, so therefore British fans could actually enjoy it at a relatively reasonable time. It was what the whole thing yeah, was, was finished by time as the boxing. one a.m. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, literally the last fight, Nathan Heaney's fight finished. You wrapped the belt around his waist. You turn over, and, and Paul uh, Craig was on. Paul Craig was about to make his ring walk. Yeah, timing was great. So that's what about four or five o'clock Vegas time when these guys were going at it. Um, Christian Leroy Duncan. Mm. Well done, mm-hmm. son. I like this. I like this for several reasons. One, you're supposed to be fighting someone else. They pull out, they get you a, a replacement opponent, um, but you don't let that put you off your stride. You're obviously coming into this, you know, your momentum's been halted. You think it's yourself, all oh, right, okay. You're behind closed doors. You've gone from being in front of shitloads of fans. You're away from home. Come on, lab. You've got to perform. Yeah. Well, he absolutely performed. Uppercuts from hell. Uh, delivered uh, and getting himself a, a finish uh, on there as well. You could tell, actually. You could tell that the, he, he maybe was feeling a little bit of pressure, a little bit of something, because it, you could. it was like the relief just started pouring out of his body once um, the, the the fight was over, which I'm delighted for because we've I've only met him once. He comes across as a really nice fella, um, and you want, obviously, nice people to do well and, and succeed. Um, I, I felt for him. I thought that his fight might fall off this weekend. I'm glad yeah. that it, it stayed on. I'm glad that he got a moment. And as far as all the British fighters go on this card, he's the one that stole the moment. Yeah, he did. Of course he did. Because he got a finish and he, he won in style. Uh, I thought he looked great. You know, and my whole thing going into the fight was, yes, the change of opponent won't help. Yes, Tuilin may not have the best record in the UFC, but he's, you know, a, a tough Russian with a lot of experience. Um but with Christian coming off a loss, the first loss of his career, you just don't know, man. You mm. just don't know how it's going to affect him. You just don't know how it's going to impact on him personally. When you know, anyone can have this already. Fought a lot in the amateurs. Uh, was an IMAF, you know, regular. Fought in the world championships. You name it. Comes from a taekwondo background where he's won a bunch of fights. Everything else. Winning becomes a habit, a favourable habit, and you start to. You know, think you don't, your own shit don't stink. 
and then he comes up against Petrosian. I've got no issue with getting a match with someone as tough as Petrosian so early in your career when you are undefeated in eight or nine fights because this is MMA. And, you know, there's a an old saying that if you're undefeated in MMA, it's because you're not fighting the right people. Well, Petrosian was a big step up and he lost that fight and it's back to the drawing board, got job. And he matched him with Cesar Almeida. He goes into this fight and then a week or two ago, it gets switched to Dennis Tululan. These are all things that Christian needs to learn to deal with. These are all experiences. This is all stuff you can tick off the list now. When the fight actually starts, I'm like, right, how do you respond now? Are you in your shell a little bit? Because Petrosian was able to negate your striking and, and work his way to a point decision, old man you a little bit. Or are you going to approach the fight differently? I thought he approached the fight great. I was really happy with how he looked. He was still throwing big stuff. He was still the same old Christian Leroy Duncan who's lit up the amateur scene and lit up the early part of his pro career. Sometimes a loss can be the making of a fighter. And I don't know whether that little grounding will just make Christian Leroy Duncan kick on to the next level now. Mm. What I would do is, if I was his manager, get him out again quick. Yeah. Put pressure on the UFC. Get me out again. Get him out again. Let's get that. Let's get that momentum going now, because this is what he needs. He needs fights. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'd do the exact same thing, you know, with Mick Parkin. Get him a fight as quick as possible too, because I thought um, that performance was a touch flat compared to what we saw on his debut. Yeah. Um, he was great on his debut, mate. I know he didn't get the finish, but we were there, and he was just fucking buzzing. What he was just like, yeah, man. Watch this, everybody. You watch it. You enjoy yourselves. And it was like, all right, Mick. Sal, man, welcome to the UFC, Sunshine. I thought that was a wonderful way to announce yourself, even though there's not a finish there, like I said. It's a wonderful way to announce yourself to uh, the UFC fans. Um, at the weekend, against Kyle Machado, um, listen, it could have gone either way, that. That third round, mate, is tight so as good, fuck. That's, yeah. it's, let's be dead straight. It was a tight as fuck round, that third round. And I'm, I'm looking at it, maybe through a bit of rose-tinted glasses, thinking, mate, I see, the, I see what you did. And yes, I scored it, but I also saw what he did. And I'm thinking, <laughs> anyway, he, he got it. He got the decision, did make Very, very close. Um, you kind of, like you just said there about uh, Christian Leroy Duncan, you put it down to a bit of experience. You can't be flat. You can't, you can't do that because the next one might go against you. you know? Well, that's, that, that, that was my feedback from it, you know, and again, Losing to Petrosian could have just recentered Christian Leroy Duncan and just got him to work that little bit harder, got him to focus that little bit more, got him to, you know, just brought his feet down to earth. And I wouldn't have been against Mick Parthen losing yeah, Mick Parthen Machado losing this fight for a very similar input. Now, don't get me wrong, Chal Machado is not on the same level as the opponent I'm talking about with Christian Leroy Duncan. No. So in a in a in a broader spectrum of things, losing to Chad Machado would have been a, 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 a bit of a setback for Mick Parkin because he's not established. But I hope Mick goes away from this fight, flies back from Vegas going, rolled me luck there, got away with that one. For the same reason I'm Machado fly, I'm going, lucky bastard, I could easily have won that. And, I, you know, hand on heart, I thought Machado nicked it. I thought he probably deserved the third round. I thought Mick Parkin lost. I hope Mick goes away going, right, that won't happen again. Mm. And basically, basically, I'm treating that as a loss because where I want to be in this sport, I should be beating guys like that more convincingly. Easily. So yeah. 
I want to, I want like the output from Mick in London was what seemed to be way higher than higher than the output at the Apex. Yeah. Now maybe that was based on London and the fans, and you're at home, and the extra twenty percent that the home fans give you, and the momentum of it you being your debut, your body's flooded with adrenaline. Maybe that's what kept Mick going and raised the tempo. In this fight, he looked flat. Maybe it was because there was no fans in the arena. Maybe it was because it wasn't. He should be used to the Apex, though, because he's a Dana White Contender Series guy, man. Correct. But he's here now. Yeah. It's like, Dana White Contender Series, oh, shit, there's a lot on the line. If I win this, I'm in. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm in. All right. UFC debut London, 20,000 people. Oh, here we go. Fucking debut. All the family's here. Fantastic. Second fight. Right, second fight now. Start my UFC career. Very similar record to me. Guy from Brazil at the Apex, early on the card. No one's really talking about it. There's not a lot at stake, win, lose, draw. I've still got another fight coming. I've got a three-fight. I don't know whether that energy from the fight was gone. Mate, listen, maybe something went on in camp. Maybe something we're not aware of. But I just thought that vacant, the version of Mick Parkin I've seen on Saturday night hasn't got a long-term future in the UFC. The version I've seen in London, that yes. guy excited me. I want to see that guy again. So, I, I yeah. Would the loss have been a bad thing? No, I don't think it would. I think it would have sent Mick back to the UK going, fuck this, man. I haven't worked this hard to get to the UFC to blow it now at the fir- at the first hurdle. I'm doubling down on my efforts. I'm doubling down on my focus. I'm doubling down. And I'm hoping that getting away with one here still has that same impact where Mick goes, right, I can't continue to do what I've always done because performance-wise... I just hit a ceiling there. I've got to do more than what I've ever done. I've got to raise my game. I've got to be fitter, stronger, bigger, more technical. Everything. Everything in my department's got to lift now for me to con- to continue to move forward under the UFC umbrella. Otherwise, he'll he'll join a club of British U- fighters that have got to the UFC, and that's been the pinnacle. Hmm. Hey, you got here. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. I don't want that for Mick Park. I think he's too talented. Hmm. So, yeah, man. Listen, he's working harsh, in the right. He's in the right. Rides, no, he's in the right gym, mate. He's working with the right people. He's got the heavyweight champion on the mat with him every single day now. Yeah, so, sure, yeah. you know, Absolutely. I'm sure uh, every single person in that gym knows the score. He's got the KSW champion bloody in his corner and on that mat too. So, he's with good people and makes a clever lad. He'll be saying, "Right, yeah. Tom, mate, he's a baby. Club? He's a so, baby as well. You know, so he's what's fucking the... nine fights in. Yeah, exactly, mate. Um." Anything else from this before I just quickly touch upon the fights that I've actually watched in Bellator? I apologise to the Bellator fans amongst us. I've only I've only seen a couple of these fights. Uh, I haven't watched the whole card from uh, from the three hundred one show. Was there anything uh, that you've seen on the UFC card that's we've not mentioned yet? Well, the, the only other controversy was something that people brought me attention to was the Trey Ogden uh, Nicholas Motta fight, which was Trey Ogden. The fight got stopped because of a an arm triangle choke for Ogden, uh, but then when, when they when they went back and reviewed it, they um, they realised that there was you know it wasn't a stoppage, but there was no tap there. The referee made a mistake; it was a premature stoppage, uh, and it was overturned to a no contest. And I just think you know, frustrating for both fighters. I just want to see a bit more consistency in that regards. You know, sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't get reviewed. Sometimes it does. Mm. Let's just make it consistent, man. If there's a controversial moment, review it with the VAR straight away. Make the decision straight away. <laughs> the VAR. Don't yeah. say that. No, Don't no. say that. 
Oh, that Jekka Sarai as well. Bloody hell. What an arrival for that kid. Knockout in the first 90 seconds. As a first thing I've seen on Twitter, someone put Indonesia has got a superstar. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Kid lost on his debut, I think, but first round knockout for him. He kind of, on a global scale, he stole the show. He was the superstar from the weekend. Um, I'd say who else is a, a well, you, you said that this person would deliver uh, at the Bellator event. Patchy Mix, you, you highlighted it on the show last week. Um, and boy, did he bloody deliver, man. Boy, did he deliver. Absolutely turned up, put in a wonderful performance against Pettis, submits Pettis um, and really announces uh, himself as uh, as not just the top the top player in Bellator, but the top player in, in world MMA. Like, we, we don't know what's happening. Well, we do know what's happening with Bellator and PFL and all this, but it seems it's just a, it's a bit of a mess at the moment. So it seems to be a little bit all over the place, doesn't it? Hopefully it can straighten itself out. Um, and those fighters have a little bit of clarity uh, with their own futures and where they're going and who they're going to be fighting and, and how things are going to look for them going forward. Um, but performances like that from uh, people like Patchy Mix, and there's a couple of others on this card as well, but uh, from people like Patchy Mix, don't do you any harm, do they? Because you've gone viral. People have it's, it's, cut, it's caught the attention. And if there are, you know, vacancies, if there are availabilities, I am sure there are plenty of other franchises around the world that might go, do you know something? We fancy a bit of patchy mix because you can deliver when you're in the octagon or the cage, whatever you want to refer to it as. But he's also a gobby little fucker as well, man. He likes it on the micro. He likes it on the microphone as well, doesn't he? You know what I mean? He's, he's he seems to have the whole package. Yeah, it was like 20, 2018, 2019 when um when I was doing the prospects to look out for the unsigned prospects, and patchy mix was top of my list. He was like this kid. I, I'm sorry, he. Talk myself in the third person there. I was like, this, I'd, I'd seen as what he'd done early in his career on a domestic level. And I was like, this is the guy, man. In the bantamweight division, this kid is super talented. And he ended up signing with Bellator, goes over there, made a big fanfare with Bellator, goes on this mega run, then lost one. Kind of the wheels come off a little bit in terms mm. of his ascendancy, but it was a title fight. Uh, and he's, he's been had to go away and, and kind of rebuild, but he's put together, what, six straight wins now leading to this fight. Big wins over the likes of Magomedov, Hiraguchi, James Gallagher. Loads of submissions in there. Loads of rear naked chokes, guillotines in there. That's 13 career submissions now uh, and two knockouts. 15 finishes in 19 straight wins. He's a super entertaining fighter. He's a box office fighter. I've always thought when Bellator signed him, this guy will be the poster boy of Bellator in years to come. And, well, partly no, because yeah. of what happened in the main event here as well, Amosov getting beat. That is certainly looking like it's going to be the case. Patchy Mix is a poster boy, so on that Bellator or PFL, the new owners, can absolutely build a brand around because he can fight like hell. He looks fantastic. He talks fantastic. He's the full package. He mm. really is. And you know what? I was, I think I was confident on Thursday, but I was super confident. With all due respect to Sergio Pettis, I always thought he was a bit, little bit made for Patchy Mix. I know it's easy to say that now, but that's why on Thursday I was like, Patchy Mix will unify these belts. He will mm. beat Sergio Pettis. He is the future of this bantamweight division, and so it proved. He was excellent. What do you make of Amosov getting nuts out? Well, that one I didn't see coming. No, with with all due respect, and, and you know, I know Jason Jackson has come into Bellator. 
But and he's put a couple of wins together. You know, he's won about five, six fights in Bellator. Don't get me wrong, but he ain't done that. Hmm. He ain't starched anybody. He's been winning on points to everyone. I mean, you look at Amasov and the success that Amasov has been happening. You're thinking, okay, man, if you can't get the kids respect, he's going to do Amasov things to you. And it, it felt like, oh, okay, you know, Amasov is beyond Bellator's roster now at welterweight. He mm. needs to move on. You know, we talked on Thursday, potential moving over to the UFC. Where is he? Blah, blah, blah. And Jason Jackson just went, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> The two best welterweights on the planet have both got Jamaican roots. I'm going to show you right now what I can do. And that's what he did. And this was his Leon Edwards, Eisen, Usman in Salt Lake City with a high kick. Jason Jackson going, Jamaica, own 170, baby. Watch this. The shot here to Amosov, wave it, little cuff and left hook, straight right hand right down the pipe. Amosov's both feet come off the ground. He momentarily floats in the air before he crashes down. Jackson follows in, ground upon him. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Has Jason Jackson been kidding everyone? Just doing enough in Bellator, you know what? Like we rub it up in him. Yeah, yeah rub it up in him. All. Oh, oh, it's hard here, yeah. Oh, we're another point win in Bellator. Oh, don't give me a title shot yet. Get <laughs> him a title shot. Oh, not Amosov. Okay, yeah. Well, you know, I'll give it a good old Jamaican... Give it all Jamaican try. Gets in there and goes, <laughs> loads the fucking guns. Bang! Drops him, dropped him heavy, ground and pound. Amosov manages to stumble, stumble back to his feet. Amosov's all over the place. As he drops his level to shoot for a takedown, and he doesn't know what day it is. He's been cracked with a proper right hand. As he drops his level, Jackson just literally separates himself and goes, boop, little cuff and right hand. Just another little top of the head job. Which means Amosov, as he's dropping level, takes a shot to the head, face plants, licking the canvas, out. Sensational. That's how you become a champion. Good on Jason Jackson. Jackson versus Edwards. That would light up Jamaica. Jesus Christ. <coughs> Getting ahead of myself. Yeah, you are get ahead of yourself. It is what it is. <laughs> Calm. Um, yeah, there the you go. The welterweight division... Moves to a reggae beat, baby. That's all you need to know. There That's you go. all you need to know. The headlines from Bellator 301. It's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out uh, going forward with the Bellator brand, PFL and all that. Um, thank you. for. You don't want to talk about anything else? You're good? All good, buddy. All, all good. good. Uh, we're going to be uh, heading, hurtling towards some big shows in the UFC. Um, some big uh, headliners, some quality fights as well. Austin, Texas destination, back to Las Vegas for UFC 296 as well. Uh, and a, a little bit of a sprinkling between now and the end of the year, which is uh, leading us up nicely uh, to the start of 2024 and a wonderful kickoff from Toronto. Anyway, all that uh, well and said. Thank you very much for tuning in to us. You can obviously contribute to the show by getting involved in the comments. You've got to do that by subscribing to the channel. Um do it on YouTube. Fight Disciples is who we are on there. We're also available if you just want an audio feed. Fightdisciples.com right across the board. Everything is there on our website. Go and get yourself stuck in. Thank you very much for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.